Pickaxe. Hello my friend, my name's Sean and I want to end your suffering. No, not like that, with meditation in my new podcast, Mindfulness for Gamers. Each episode, I'll take you through how mindfulness can help you to feel less anxious and frustrated and put you on the path of happiness, all through the lovely, grimy lens of video games. So make time to level up your mental health and take the first step on your spiritual skill tree. Join me and subscribe to Mindfulness for Gamers right here, right now. If you listen to this when it drops this Saturday, the 29th, we'll be streaming the very first episode of Arc 5. It was supposed to happen last week, but we had some tech difficulties which gave us a few more days to polish everything a little bit more. Saturday on our Twitch channel at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, at twitch.tv slash d-a-n-d-r, we'll be streaming the very first episode with you guys. We'll be in the chat to hang out, answer questions, and don't worry, it'll be going to YouTube and VOD after the fact, along with the podcast version, but of course, our lovely patrons get an ad-free version before everyone else. So... Help us pack the chat. Hang out with us this Saturday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. There's links in the description. We want to see you all there so we could show you what we've been working so hard on. That's twitch.tv slash D-A-N-D-R podcast. Every day, billions of stories unfold across thousands of worlds. Tragedies, comedies... Epic tales of heroism and the manifestations of the most depraved desires. It's only the gods that can listen to all of the stories the worlds have to tell. And for far too long, they lay dormant, unable to listen, unable to weave their wills into the narrative. Before there were any worlds, there was a yearning, a need for purpose, for a project. The gods came together and created their first world. In the act of creation, they discovered that there were certain flaws in the design. So, they made another, and another, and another still after that. Soon, they had multiple worlds coexisting, managing over them, learning from them. One of their first lessons was that of the demon lords. No matter how many worlds the gods created, there was a vacuum and the demon lords would rise from it over and over again. The easiest answer was to lock them away. The first hell existed for that purpose. It would house these beings that were a byproduct of creation, and in hell, the demon lords would rule without interfering with the gods' various projects above. The elves, the dwarves, the humans, the gnomes, the minotaur, lionfolk, thedons, halflings, dozens of species branching off from one another, while the gods watched and studied. It gave them a reason for being, to care for the world they made. Centuries passed, and the gods came to various agreements across multiple worlds. Some gods fell from grace, others chose to leave. Very rarely, a mortal would be chosen to rise to their ranks. Equally rarely, a god would be cast into hell to reign as a demon lord rather than to continue working alongside their family. With each iteration of their world, their Theria, they felt they were growing closer to something that was lasting. One rule they came up with was a soft touch. 
If they interfered too much, what was the point? They wanted to lead from afar and see what the mortal creatures they created would do with their freedom. Eventually, they began their own undoing. It was the High Elves who rose to the occasion. They wished to be equal to the gods, and then to surpass them. To do this, they managed to create a cruel twist in the magic the gods used to lock away the demon lords. Using this magic, they managed to trap the gods within one version of the world they had created, one Theria of many. To further the insult, they trapped the gods within mortal forms, to be born, to live, and to die, without knowing what they truly were. And that may have continued indefinitely, if one of them hadn't managed to awaken. Unfortunately for the High Elves, the one to awaken was the god of justice. And though they were still bound to a mortal form, they did what they had to to enact their version of righteousness. They locked away the High Elves in a perpetual sleep, unable to be freed until the gods were restored to their former power. Without the gods or the High Elves, the worlds all continued to turn, including the Theria in which this story takes place. Civilizations rose and fell like waves in the ocean. Without the gods playing a hand in the outcomes, certain situations escalated further than they would have otherwise. A war against the heathen races grew in the west of the largest continent of Alara, though a group of rebels known as the White Ravens managed to overcome it. However, that victory came at a cost of dragonfire, which rained down on the evergreen. To the east of the same continent, a city known as Brightport continued to grow and fester as political corruption dug its claws deep into the heart of their society. Beyond Alara, the other continents were no better off. Elsewhere in the mainland, one last high elf who had managed to escape the sleeping curse sought to return his kind to the world. He did this using ancient magic summoning the High Elves back from the past. The legendary city of Odyssea rose from the ashes, with all of the civilians within appearing as well. Replications of the inhabitants, who had lived there before the curse was placed on their people. Confused, but no doubt assured that this was but another sign of their superiority to others. In Talor, a war between two races grew to a fever pitch, laying waste to the land between them as the magic soaked so deeply into the soil that the ground itself began to mutate. In the frozen continent of Kian, species known as the Quar continued to exist despite it becoming overwhelmingly clear that they weren't meant to be there. The highest intellectuals within their ranks recognizing that something wasn't quite right. Their white dragonborn neighbors clearly were more fit to brave this bitter cold, but how is it that they both found themselves here? And of course, across the entire globe, there was one last anomaly that popped up after the gods were silenced. The Endurance. Powerful magic that seemed to fuse itself to the soul of a person. Not in the way a wizard or sorcerer would practice or a warlock would receive their gift of magic but something much more innate and much more destructive. 
Many Endurance are so powerful, but fragile, that they are killed when their power is activated. Those that survive the first blast find that they quickly need to get their emotions in check or end up destroying themselves and everything around them. It was one of these Endurance who helped to finally unleash the gods again. Through the sacrifice of her soul, she was able to undo the lock the High Elves had placed, breaking two curses at once. The High Elves were freed, as were the gods themselves. But they didn't take immediate action. All seven of the gods gathered together to make some grave and far-reaching decisions. In the meantime, the mortals of Theria were left to clean up their mess. Two of each High Elf now inhabited the world, neither willing to admit that they were somehow lesser than their counterpart. A new breed of dragon began to explore the mainland after their father was freed and subsequently killed after destroying the Evergreen. Perhaps most distressing of all was the state of the afterlife. Souls meant to ascend to heaven had been plucked away into hell, or left to be driven mad in an in-between darkness waiting for the gods to invite them to their territory. The gods recognized that this was all much worse than it had ever gotten before, and a great change needed to take place. And so, they convened with the demon lords, their dark mirrors, the ghosts of creation. Powerful but flawed, the lords proposed a truce, a merge of sorts. The gods would relinquish their hold on the world, but they would also combine their consciousness with the demon lords themselves. In doing so, they would finally find true balance. Their ceaseless project would continue, though the rules of their long-running game would be irreparably changed. Believing they had lasted as long as they could in their static state, the gods agreed. The bargain was struck, and the beings were merged. Now, the new gods have risen, and an amalgamation of the old gods and demon lords. No longer omnipotent, no longer omnibenevolent, but still eternal. Continuing to see their project, though now with potentially a much firmer hand.